we begin, I would like to let you know that the rain in the background is not meant to set the mood. It's just Mother Nature going, ha ha, fuck you, you will mow the lawn this week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> not getting out of it that easy. But yes, we hear it too. No, we can't make it stop while we record this. <laughs> You're listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 272. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the uh, a, a little bit uh, brooding, a little bit dowdy, a little bit fun, a little bit serious, yeah. John Brownstone. Got some stuff in my mind today. Are you going to tell me about it later? Maybe. When the microphones are actually off? Yeah. Okay, thanks. That's all I ever asked. All right. Okay. Today, we're talking about how to know when it's time for your relationship to end. That's right. We're taking on a light topic today and <laughs> talking about breakups. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday and Tuesday. I don't know why I keep forgetting to mention Tuesday for your mm -hmm. kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, either leave a review on the podcast app that you use that allows you to do that, or just subscribe and share your favorite episode with your kinky community. We love that too. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a big shout out and thank you to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, we see you, we love you, we thank you as always, but also you are part of what's keeping us afloat right now. And we really, really appreciate you so much. <laughs> um, if you would like access to just more, a special podcast episode, a special uh, live stream, like the one that happens this coming Saturday, July 3rd, um, a Discord server, stuff, stuff, and more stuff. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. You can join us over at Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash Lords for as little as $2 per month. That's patreon.com slash Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Done. Okay, so before we get into today's episode, um, one quick announcement. Mm -hmm. Just a reminder that your shop, JB Shop, The Kinkery, uh -huh. thekinkery.com, it, it exists. It's, it's a, a thing. thing. It, it's, it's, it's a real a thing. thing. Um, the thing I just want to say this time is we have been sneak peeking. <laughs> is, uh -huh. that, is that a term? Uh, showing off some things that are in production that are not available on the site yet. And we've been showing those off on the Kinkery social media, which is The Kinkery on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're, mm -hmm. we're the Kinkery on FetLife, but I don't think we have a cool, like, shortened name. Um, no, no. Couldn't but we're get... on FetLife, too. Mm-hmm. But we've been showing the, the kinkery shop. Yeah, we've been showing off that stuff. Uh, and I just want to say, if you want to know when it's actually available for sale, uh, if you join our the kinkery's newsletter, become a subscriber <laughs> of the newsletter. What are words? Fuck if wow. I uh, then you will actually know before we even post it to social media. Uh, that's a great handy dandy thing. If you are eyeing anything, if you are following us over there on social media and you're like, Ooh, I like the look of that. That's how you do it. You join the email news uh, list. And when you do, you get a 10% off coupon to use on your next purchase. So that's it. The kinkery.com. It exists. You can subscribe to the kinkery's newsletter either by going to the kinkery.com or using the link in the show notes in the description box. That's it. That's all. Let's get into the topic. Um, so I, I don't know if y'all have y'all been here for a few minutes. Y'all know I don't actually 
neither of us like just giving prescriptive answers. Mm -hmm. Do this thing because it will always work. Like we don't believe in any of that. No. So in trying to tackle the topic of how to know for yourself if the relationship you're in needs to end, I didn't have prescriptive answers. I didn't have any like, Mm -mm. here's a checklist, do this. I did have a lot of questions. So when somebody does ask us that and they're like, all these things are going on, should I end it? I always follow up with a bunch of questions. And so I thought that that would be a way to um, have this conversation. For if you are in, if you ever find yourself in that position or you're in that position, think of these questions, ask yourself these questions and then Mm -hmm that may help you make the decision. I will say that if you are at a point where that is what you're thinking, that is the question, the first question you're asking yourself of, should I stay in this relationship or not? There's definitely something going on. Uh, Is it fixable? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Is it internal to you more than it's something happening with your partner? Maybe. Um, But that is always, you're already asking questions and that's the first one. And I think that that is something to pay attention to even if the answer is not ultimately, yes, we should break up. So I thought we could go through these questions and see how, what we think about, what we would suggest that you think about when you ask yourself this question. Okay, first one is, how do you feel? Uh, That's an important one. I think that's the most important one, quite frankly. (laughs) Because if you don't feel good, and clearly I don't think you do, if you're questioning, should we be together Mm -hmm. or not, that is important to acknowledge how you feel and not do what I know that I've done. Do not should yourself out of it. Well, I should feel happier. I should feel more content. All of these mm. things are good. Meh, meh, fuck that. How do you actually feel? Just own the feeling. Don't prescribe good, bad, or other to the feeling. How do you feel? Yeah. What do you think? I, I think that's excellent. Excellent place to start because you need to be able to understand your own feelings of what's going on. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. And I think sometimes in exploring our feelings, if we get a little introspective about them, and I know that some of us, myself included, can get can go too deep into introspection, and that's not good either. Mm-hmm. But sometimes what we're feeling is we're not feeling good but it's not always attributed directly to what a partner's doing. Maybe mm-hmm. we're feeling something about how what we think they're supposed to be doing. Or yeah. we're feeling a way about maybe a bad tape that has come up for us. True. Uh, f- f- and, and that's a good point because it's not only um, important to examine the feelings, mm-hmm. but examine, look at where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, where exactly. what, is, what is the root cause of those feelings? And for anybody who has not heard us talk about bad tapes before, bad tapes um, are basically instances from your past, past relationships, just your past in general, that you f- feel like you're experiencing in the here and now because they are there are similar elements. And so it's it's a rewind play in your mind of a thing that happened in a past relationship that you are um, reacting to your partner in the here and now because they've displayed Mm -hmm. some similarity. They probably haven't done the whole thing. We go through this a lot. You will, um, my bad tapes are mostly doing okay now. Yours are mostly doing okay, but you still Mm -hmm. have one hangover from 
your former marriage and when you think I'm doing something similar to your ex-wife, you react as if you're talking to your ex-wife. Yeah. And I react by going, my name is not, insert ex-wife's name. Right. And I bring him back to the, the mm -hmm. here and now that I'm a different person and this situation is not that thing. And I think it's been a while that. since we've... It has. Had, I mean, I am it's getting really better. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting better about that. Yeah, mine. I mean, I had mine as well. So my feelings that I might have about the situation happening mm -hmm. today were really about me thinking about and remembering and feeling very close to what happened 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And so that that does not negate feelings. Feelings are valid. What we do about those feelings, how we respond to those feelings, that might need some work. There might be some things right. we need to do differently. But our feelings are valid. So yeah, start with how do you feel? And if nothing you're coming up with is good and positive, that is something to examine. Because if, right. and if you're not shooting and you're not saying, well, I should be this or I should be that, or, and you're not going, I think this is a bad tape. They didn't actually do this thing, but they did something close enough or similar enough that I'm responding as if it's three partners ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you are just feeling bad, feeling blah, feeling miserable, feel like pick, pick your words, however you describe it, that's a sign, that is information to help you make this decision. Yeah. Next question. Are you feeling fulfilled in your power exchange, your kink as a kinkster? Mm -hmm. Are you enjoying yourself? Are you happy to be here? This is a little bit about how are you feeling, but I think it gets, it. how you're feeling could be about how you're feeling as a human being. And now we're gonna look at how are you feeling in your kink life? Because this is a power exchange relationship we're talking about ending mm -hmm. in this conversation. I think a lot of this uh, works for any relationship, any flavor. But I mean, is like, cause maybe you're thinking over here, it's good. I'm not feeling awful, but I'm still questioning, should yeah. we be together? Here's another question. To well, ask. And you know, that kind of falls into um, something that, that I receive a lot, um, especially from, um, a lot of S types, because I'll, I'll get messages. You know, I I do my tasks, I, I do my 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 protocols, my duties, and whatever I have to do. But then I hear nothing in return. Mm -hmm. You know, so it, that's that's just a, a small tip of the iceberg there. But yeah. it it seems to be a recurring thing that happens to a lot because I do hear that quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And you know that's that's all part of that that being fulfilled. Yes, yes, and I think fulfillment comes in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. And I think sure. And here's the thing that I would warn you against in any of these questions, but this one especially because it's so easy to do when we're talking about activities and actions we're taking in our kink life. Don't compare what you're doing now to what you did with a former partner, unless you were completely blissed out with that former partner and you're miserable now. Sure, have mm -hmm. that comparison. And don't compare how you're expressing your kink in this relationship with how other people are expressing their kink. The comparison game is real easy to do, especially if you're following people online who are sharing what they're doing. Remember, we are all only ever seeing somebody's highlight reel, okay? <laughs> we're only ever seeing the good stuff that they felt like sharing. Every once in a while, people emote, but that's rare. Um, and think about how you feel with the thing you're doing, mm -hmm. not, well, I'm not fulfilled because I know 10 other submissives who do this thing and I don't. No, 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 no. What do you want? 
And that can be a hard conversation for some people. Yeah. And that can, a self-conversation, I should say. And that can even be hard for people who are on the dominant end of things. Even though, of course, being a dominant is about getting what you want. Being a dominant is about taking care of people as well. It's about taking responsibility. It's about taking mm-hmm. charge. And I mm-hmm. have, I've, you and I have had this conversation, and I know a lot of dominants who have gone, I do all of this, and I still don't feel fulfilled. I'm not getting what I need, even though literally in the job description, I'm supposed to get what I need too. Yeah. Um, so this isn't just a thing for submissives to think about. It is definitely a thing for dominants to think about as well. Kinksters, like what kinks are do you feel like you need to be happy to f- be fulfilled what kind of thing what kind of uh relationship do you feel like you need to be happy and fulfilled and are you getting it and you don't have to ex- in this sort of self-examination don't don't excuse anything away don't wave anything away just go i need this thing and i'm not getting it don't justify it. Don't go, but I understand why I'm not getting it. Mm-hmm. I can understand why I'm not getting something and still be unhappy I'm not getting something. Both of those things get to be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I think is important is to get in touch with how you're actually feeling and what is missing and what is too much and what you know what you feel like needs to change. Sure. That's what I would say. Now, here's, mm-hmm. here's the question. And every time I have these conversations with people and they're sort of debating this, I know how they feel. And I know whether they're feeling fulfilled in their kink life or not. Here's the question I always ask. Always. The answer is 99% of the time, no. So ask yourself this first. Have you had conversations about the issues, about how you feel, about what you're not getting that you need, but what you're doing that doesn't work for you anymore? And then second to that, because sometimes Mm -hmm. the answer is yes, we've had the conversation. Have the changes that you've needed taken place at all? Now that is where you have to come out of your head a little bit because if the answer to the first question is no, I have not had a conversation with my partner, there you go, that's the first thing you gotta do. Because if you are unhappy about something and you are unfulfilled, and this is a person you think you still care about and and part of your assessment is, I think I'd like to still be in this relationship, Mm -hmm. that's the only way this is gonna work. Right. You have to have these conversations. And the way that you emailed your, you know, friendly kink podcaster is almost word for word what you need to say to the other person. You laid it out beautifully. Much, yeah. I understood. I answered you. Hopefully, it took me a couple months, but I answered you. The way you put presented that, mm-hmm. present that to your partner. And and the thing is, at that point too, having that conversation, um, change is difficult. Mm-hmm. Most people do not want change. They they love the status quo, mm-hmm. you know, just keep things going the way they are. Sometimes it feels easier to just not rock the boat, right. not change anything. Because you, you, you get into that um, uh, comfort zone, mm-hmm. okay? One, it's a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you have the talk about the change, understand on both ends, big D, little s, you're not going to get everything you want. No. You have to be open to compromise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, there are, are certain aspects that may be important to you. And, you know, you, you try to work out the best. But somehow, some way, you know, if, if keeping it going is what you want, you need to meet somewhere in the middle. And then if you meet somewhere in the middle, you go back to, after some time has passed, how do you feel mm-hmm. in general? Just what are those feelings swirling around and do you feel fulfilled? And if you right. keep coming back to, I don't feel good, I'm not happy, I'm not fulfilled, I'm not getting my needs met, then 
it, I think that's when it's time to start having the harder conversations of this may not be my person. This may be a perfectly mm-hmm. lovely human being, but they are not my person because no matter how much we talk and how much we compromise, we still I'm still not getting what I need. And it is not selfish in a negative way. Selfish is not always a bad word. I hope the power doesn't go out mm-hmm. in the middle of recording this. Right um, <laughs> lights just flashed for us, y'all. Um, it is not selfish in a negative way to think about what you need and to go fucking get what you need. This is what this is about, okay? So, um, again, I think we tend to focus on submissives more than dominants who bend over backwards to give their their partner everything they want and need and then don't take care of themselves. But this is something on both sides of this, we all need to be thinking about. Whatever your role is in your power exchange, you get to have your needs met and, and should expect that. Sure. And yes, go in, have the conversation, come to a compromise, figure out a new way of doing something, reassess. If you're still not happy, you can keep trying to reassess and compromising and finding that balance. There's nothing wrong with that being the solution. Mm -hmm. But also, it's not a failing or a failure on your part or anybody's part if the answer is, you're a great person, but this isn't gonna work. Because at some point, if it's just not working, that means you're not having the opportunity to meet the person who it can work with, if that's what you want. So that's part of it. The other part is if you have had those conversations, because sometimes you're like, I get emails where people are like, oh, we've talked, we've talked a lot. Okay, what happened when you tried to implement changes? Because here's the annoying thing, but I think, hmm. I think a little too common. You sit down, you have the conversation, you come to what you think is a mutual agreement. We're gonna change this, we're gonna do this. You're gonna do more of that, I'm gonna do more of this. There's blah, blah, blah. You figure it out, figure mm-hmm. it out. And then one of you, maybe both of you goes in with you know eagerness. Okay, let's try this new thing. And then somewhere along the way, it falls off. Now, I think a lot of that has to do with how difficult it can be to change longstanding habits. That's just a thing. Are we still recording? I don't know. Router Ooh. Went down. Okay. So let's keep. Uh, We're gonna keep recording yeah. on the uh, <laughs> audio here. Sorry. Right. Uh, power is fluctuating around here. So, um, I lost my train of thought from that. Okay. So well, you've you've yeah. tried. You've and, tried. But you're not. The habits are hard, either hard to change, or one or both of you are actually unwilling to make those changes. Right, and and that's why I think it's not enough just to say you want the change and what change you want to see. It's like anything else in life that you're um, working towards. Implement goals for the change. Right. Okay. So that way, you know. And, and I'm not saying just like the, the big goal of, of what you ultimately want to see happen. Right. But what are your mini goals to to get to that point? What does and, and you progress need, look like? Right. What, progress. And, you know, if, if you're working towards those, those mini goals to, to get to the end goal, mm-hmm. um, you know, what is what is the other person doing? If they're not living up to their, their end of the bargain... Mm-hmm then, you know, yeah, you got a little bit of a problem there. Yeah, because sometimes these things, having the conversation and then um, checking in with one another and seeing if if those changes can be implemented, 
Sometimes that's what somebody needs for the encouragement or to find a new way forward or to get re-energized. And sometimes what happens is you discover that uh, they're not, they don't want to live up to their end of the bargain. They don't, mm -hmm. they're not invested enough to um, keep this going in a way that um, is going to work for both of you. Okay, so I will say that we had a commercial break that hopefully the podcast <laughs> listeners will hardly notice. Right. Where, yeah. So we're going to try and get back into it. And I mm -hmm. hate this because you lose your train of thought and you lose your, like, energy and your whatever, whatever. And it's like, ah. Yeah. So we're going to move on. So what, uh, this might be a repeat, apologies, but just to, like, get us all back to, up to speed. So you mm -hmm. have the conversations. If you're not willing to, so I want to also say this. If you're not willing to have the conversation about the problem with the relationship, a couple of things. One, it might be that you don't feel safe to do that. And that mm -hmm. right there is a massive sign. If you don't feel safe enough in a relationship to say what you need to say, I mean, uh, uh, tough love time here. What the fuck are we doing here, right? Okay, yeah. so there, there's that. But if it's not a safety thing um, and you're still unwilling to have the conversation, I think you've already answered the question about whether this relationship needs to keep going or not. Mm -hmm. I would also warn you though, that if you're not ready to have these kinds of conversations in this relationship, that pattern is going to follow you until you figure out whatever it is you need or have to do for True. yourself to, to feel ready to have those mm -hmm. conversations. And sometimes, sometimes it's, it's on us. It's things we're still dealing with, things we haven't dealt with that we're trying to pretend are not problems past traumas, just past bad experiences. Sometimes it's the partner we're with. I don't want to have a conversation with somebody who I know is not going to listen to me. It is, right. there were many things that doomed my first marriage. <laughs> many. <laughs> but one of those things was I kept having the conversations and nothing was changing and nothing was happening or I would get empty promises. And I hit a point, I didn't even want to have the conversation. So I think if you don't want to have the conversation at all, that is valuable information about the stability and the viability of this relationship. And then you do have the conversation, maybe you are willing to make changes and you try, then it's okay. Are we are we really making changes here? Are you getting a lot of empty promises and no action? Or is it everybody tries and then because these are long-standing habits, we fall, we fall and we don't, we yeah. get tired or we get stressed or we just fall back into old habits because that is more comfortable and easier. You don't have to put up with somebody who keeps falling back into these habits when they do not fulfill you within this relationship. But I think it is worth understanding that that is sort of a part of human nature. It is really hard to change habits. Yeah. So those, that's information to um, take in for yourself and to think about, and it's a lot. And y'all, whatever you need to organize your thoughts, I recommend a, a pro con list, go for it. Um, uh, a Word doc on your laptop or computer where you're just typing out and, and mm -hmm. getting it all out of your system. Yeah. Um, journal prompts, like whatever will help you think this through. A conversation with a trusted friend, right? Like a trusted friend, the kind of trusted friend that you know what they want is for you to be happy. They're not gonna be the friend that's convincing you to stay in this relationship because they're really a friend of me who's gonna tell you you can't do any better, fuck that shit. <laughs> um, or somebody who is equally tied to your partner and so is gonna maybe see their side, but maybe it's gonna be hard for them to kind of just hear you and focus on how you're feeling. This to me in this conversation is a, is a moment to talk to a friend who one, will tell you what they really think <laughs> and will like 
uh, call you on your shit because we all need at least one person in our life who will call us on our bullshit, (laughs) but also who will be your cheerleader, who will say the things that I'm saying to you right now, but I won't be there. This is a podcast slash live stream of you deserve to be happy. You deserve to be fulfilled. Fuck that shit. Like if that helps you to talk through these questions with somebody like that, do that as well. But you don't have to completely do this on your own if you have or in your head, if you have methods that you know will work for you to work through this stuff. Cause this mm-hmm. is heavy, heavy stuff. This is oh, yeah. hard. I mean, especially if we go, nobody goes into a relationship going, well, I can't wait for this to fuck up and be over. We go in with hope. We go in with maybe this time it'll mm-hmm. work or this is the best thing ever. Or all of, all of my desires are finally being fulfilled see you subs out there with sub frenzy uh, <laughs> and it is hard to go fuck i don't yeah. think this is working and is this working and do i want this to continue so if if it works for you to talk through that with somebody do that yeah. um what on that one on the conversations and looking for the changes to, to take place mm-hmm. do you have anything else no i think uh, i think you've uh covered it okay I got two more questions left, even though mm-hmm. I'm sure there's there's rants. There's rants for days. Sure. But here's a question that I'm going to actually, I'm going to inverse these. Okay. Here's the next one. This is always easier in retrospect. After you have kicked that human being to the curb, you look back and go, oh, I should have done that sooner. But I want to put, put it out here. Are they even a bunch of red flags? Now, you will not always know a red flag when you see it, or you will do the thing where that's a red flag and you convince yourself maybe it's not well, that bad. I, I think the the thing is with with red flags, um, you know, sometimes when you're in the thick of things, Ugh, it's, hard it's, it's hard to see the forest yeah, for the trees. It is, absolutely. All right. So, Especially when you're filled with hope and you want this to work. Sure, because you, you know, as someone who wants things to, to, to be a certain way, um, you know, you have that that hope, that expectation. You know that is that really what I saw, or you know yes. something else? Kind and of I thing. think, and I, I don't want to use this word too heavily, but sometimes we all, I think we are all aware that bad partners will try to gaslight you. But sometimes I think we gaslight our fucking selves mm-hmm. because we we do that. Did I really see what I thought I saw? Did they really mean that thing? Like we mm-hmm. try to wave away quite frankly, red flags. And I'll say this, exhibiting a red flag does not make somebody automatically an awful human being that should never be allowed in relationships with other human beings until they can grow the fuck up. Like that's that's not what it always means. It might mean that they have their own bad patterns and things that they have internalized from youth to now in other relationships, in the stuff they've gone through and they haven't figured their shit out. And so the way they're interacting with you is to wave every fucking red flag they can find. Now, we can feel empathy for that person and we can Mm -hmm. hope that they figure their shit out and also go, but I don't have to be here for it. I get to remove myself from this situation because this isn't good for me. I will say this, most of the time, if you are sitting there thinking to yourself, is that a red flag or am I just being overly critical? Most of the time, it's a fucking red flag. Yeah. Because yes, yes, are, do those people out there exist who see a red flag in every human error somebody makes? Yeah. That's 
if you're at this point, if you're actually trying to make this relationship work and you've gone through all these other questions and you don't feel good about things and you've tried to make changes and they're, they're not making them and you're not fulfilled and you're also going, but see, see that thing? See that thing they're doing? Is that a red flag? It's probably a red flag. Another way I like to do this is what would you t take you out of this? Just say a person A and person B and person B is your best fucking friend. What would you tell them? We, we will do for our friends things we won't do for ourselves. True. Right? We want True. better for the people we love than we seem to want for ourselves. And, I, and I'm that, I am that way. And also I don't understand why I'm that way. <laughs> I'm sure there's something psychological there. Um, so look at the, if to the best of your ability, look at the situation as if it was not you and it was somebody else. Or if you have, again, you have that friend who will call you on your bullshit. Go to them and go, look, I don't wanna, I, I just wanna put a scenario out here. Here's a, here's a thing. List one of the things you think, is that a red flag? Go, does that seem like a red flag to you? The, if you have one of those kinds of friends whose word you can rely on, whose, mm -hmm. whose opinion you trust, who has been there for you, they'll probably be like, yes, yes, that's a red flag. What are we doing here? And they'll, they'll clock you in about two seconds. We're talking about you, aren't we, in that motherfucker over there that I didn't want you to be with in the first place, but you were happy, so I was happy for you. <laughs> I've been that friend too, by the way. I've been mm. the one who was like, I thought he was a fucking idiot, but mm. you seemed happy, so okay. <laughs> uh, but then I'm the first one to help pack up the fucking box. Like, oh, we're getting out of here now. Let's go. Because I, I watched this train wreck from back over here and just hugged you every time you yeah. cried. But, so, the, and you might even start with, are these red flags? I think though, that unless you're super on the edge and, of this relationship and you're just pissed off, most people aren't gonna start with the red flags. I don't, you can, you can start in any order of these questions you want to, like whatever suits you. But I think it's once you start thinking about how you really feel and are you getting your needs met and have you tried to, to make changes that I think mentally you may be in a better place to really look at, at what's happening in this relationship and go, are, are these red flags that I would tell everybody I care about to stay away from if it was them? Because here's the thing, if you will tell people you care about to not engage with people who do these things, why are you not worthy of that same care and affection and love? You, mm -hmm. all, you are, uh, spoiler, you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> you are. Um, I did see, and I'll add to this, this isn't a red flag, it kind of goes with the have changes been made subsection somebody mm -hmm. asked they're in a situation like this and they ask themselves how many times how many second chances should i give somebody now i can't answer that for anybody i can't because that's a personal decision but i think that's a worthy question how many chances have you given somebody how many more do they really need mm -hmm. why do you want to give them more there's no judgment in whatever answer comes up it's just a think about why. Think about why you've given them so many chances and why you might give them more. And then, cause this just, this just works for me. I think about somebody I care about. What, what if they were telling me this? What would I say to them? Most of the time we would say, you're worth more than that. What are you doing? That's what we would say to people we care about. We get to say that to ourselves. Um, I do want to go back. Red flags, we don't always know. We don't always know mm -hmm. this is a red flag. Um, I see, I get comments on some stuff we've written and posted about red flags in the back, uh, in the past a lot. And there are people today going, oh my God, yes. All of those, that person in my life did all of those things. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are concerned that something might be a red flag, 
you know, a good a quick Google search of red flags BDSM, people are talking about these things because there are certain common ones, you know, um, uh, not respecting consent and boundaries, uh, making demands without actually having a conversation with you first. The most uh, common one being um, wanting you to use a title and you don't even fucking know their name. Mm -hmm. um, we did a whole video on red flags we had been seeing a lot. Um, but if it's it's a little bit of, if it's a red flag to you, it doesn't actually have to make it on a Googleable article list <laughs> to be a red flag. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes a red flag is based on a bad tape because you've been there, done that. It's a repeating pattern, right? Yeah. Uh, a red flag for me is somebody who refuses to talk to me. A red flag for me is somebody who will have the conversation with me, but then won't implement any changes, just tells me what I wanna hear. That is a red flag to me that this is not a person who is willing to go down this path with me in the way that I need for a healthy, happy relationship. So some red flags are red flags of danger and this is an unsafe situation. And mm -hmm. sometimes it's, no, I'm, I'm not playing this game with you again. I would say some of the bad tapes you have, if I exhibited the behaviors over and over again, they would become red, uh, red flags. Like yeah. when there's a question about money and spending it. If I was constantly spending money in a way that you and I had discussed and agreed I would not do, that becomes a red flag. Sure. Because one, it's a red flag that I'm not listening. It's a red flag that I'm not respecting the agreements we're mm -hmm. making. It's a red flag that maybe I'm gonna do something really stupid with our money at some point. And that may be a situation you don't wanna have to be in again. Right. And so of course, in our relationship, we would want to work through it and try to work on it. But then it goes back to, but have we had the conversations? Did you say you would change and you didn't? And then it goes into, how many second chances do I have to give somebody? That is a personal decision. Mm -hmm. I know some people who don't give second chances. You get one chance, I said, done. And I know people who give multiple second chances and they, from outward appearances at least, they seem to be thriving in their situations. That's That works yeah. for them. There's no right answer. So, but, um, that is what I, I wanted to make sure we touched on red flags mm -hmm. and not just in the classical sense. So then this is the final question. Ah. And I do think there are, you can ask yourself more questions. These are the, this is the final question that we came up with. Mm. And I think it's a question people forget to ask themselves or they dismiss the answer. Mm. What do you want? What do you and, want? And that is such an want? important question to really understand what you want. And, you know, to, to preface this a little bit, I, I just want to say, as much as 2020 was a dumpster fire. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, but between with the pandemic and being in lockdown and all that, um, I'm hearing um, a lot of things from people, um, people that I chat with online, um, talking with people I, I, when I went to the Munch last week. You know, every everything has a silver lining. Yeah, if you might okay. squint, but yeah, there's a silver All right, lining. You may have you to look it. for it, but but <laughs> I think what the one good or one of the the few good things one that of the came not awful things not awful things that that came out of this that I'm seeing in people is that what this has done um, it has given people. A, a 
time to kind of look inward mm -hmm. and and really see what they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what, and it's what you want. What do you want? That question is so multifaceted. What do you mm -hmm. want in life? What do you want in a power exchange? What do you want from this person? What do you want, not from this person, but from a relationship? Yeah. Um, what do you want to do? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that sometimes we know that what we want to do is be shed of this person. <laughs> Whoo, done, go. But we're not, we are not yet at a place where we can admit that to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's because we're not asking ourselves, but what do I actually want? Right. And I do think, yes, one of the, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if the right word is lesson, but if there is something to to come out of dumpster mm -hmm, fire that was mm -hmm. 2020, it's the life is too short. I mean, I think in, in some yeah. some ways, many of us have been up front and close to that reality. Life is too fucking short. OK, um, mm. I promise you this person, Dom sub doesn't matter, switch, whatever, whatever. This person is not the only person out there who will ever think that you are uh, the best thing ever. They are not the only person who can dom for you, sub for you, switch with you, mm. play with you. They're not. We are a planet of nearly 8 billion fucking people. There are other people out there. Are they easy to find? Not always. Uh, this is going to sound a little trite because I think it's an easy thing to pull out and just say as a feel good thing. But I, when I say it, I mean it from my own experience. Everything that's been worth having in my life did not come easily. I had to work for it. I did not have to kill mm -hmm. myself and throw myself on the stones of, yeah. you know, the off a cliff for it. That's not what I'm talking about. You don't have to kill yourself for it, but sometimes you got to work for it. Sometimes working yeah. for it means being patient and waiting for the right person that actually is not sending out red flags like fucking sparklers on the 4th of July, okay? Sometimes it means looking outside of of your comfort zone of who you usually go for. Sometimes it means taking a look at a person who uh, you might not otherwise have considered before. Um, and sometimes it means they're across the fucking ocean and it's a long distance mm -hmm. relationship and you have to decide, is this worth working for? Um, there's a lot of what it means to work for something, yeah. but we're not supposed to break ourselves against a relationship to make it work. That's not, relationships are require work they should not require every ounce of your soul and being and happiness just to survive the fucking thing. But I also think that when you ask, you answer the what do you want question, whatever you answer is okay. It's okay. Maybe it's, maybe you from five years from now will be wiser and we'll go that, no, I wouldn't, hmm. I wouldn't give the, the same answer anymore. But I, the weirdest example I have, I cannot believe the example I have of this. Uh-oh is from teenage love. Okay. <laughs> mm. So the 15 year old, right after he became the 15 year old, uh, went through a devastating breakup, his first like major, major breakup. And he would come to me and talk to me and I felt kind of honored, also as exhausted because it's teenage emotions and, and do we remember? We remember, right? But at one point I asked that question because the breakup was happening, but they kept talking about, well, maybe we can get back together. Maybe we can make it work. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And I, I was saying a lot of things that I was saying the things that when I would want somebody to say to me and that I say to somebody I care about, like you deserve to be happy and you do not have to break yourself on this relationship to make it work. That's not how these things should work. Those kinds of things. And I finally said, I said, what do you want? And he had a lot of ways to answer that. But one of the things he said to me that I disagree with for myself, but I would honor for him is he said, mom, 
the relationship might end anyway. He says, but I want to know I did everything I could first. So if it ends, it ends with no regrets. I don't regret that there were things mm. I could have done. Now, is that how 41-year-old me will handle that ever? No, no. I, I don't have fucking time for that. <laughs> but he's 15. It's his first major love. It's his first major breakup. And for mm. him to be able to sleep at night, that's what he needed to do. When the final break came, thank you, Jesus, all the adults saw that coming from a mile away, but that's because we're adults and we have that experience. He he was not happy. There's a grieving process to a breakup. Mm -hmm. Right. But he had no regrets. He wasn't walking around going, did I do the right thing? He went, that was the right thing. And six months on, longer than that now, I think it's been, he can actually look at it very clear-eyed and clear-headed and he's like oh wow there there are a lot of red flags in that relationship i went really you don't say (laughs) i know Uh, (laughs) and he can say i don't ever want to feel that way again i don't want to be treated that way again i don't want to become the person i was becoming in that relationship because you know we think about what a, a bad relationship does to us we don't often think about who it makes us become. Like we start acting in ways sometimes that we would never act in. That's another part of the, what do you want? I don't want to be this angry. I don't want to be this sad. I don't want to be this miserable. Mm -hmm. What you want is also what you don't want. And if the things you're coming up with are, I don't want to feel this awful anymore, or I want to feel better than this, you need to honor that just as much as anything else. And None of these questions, I think, will just automatically give somebody the answer. I think we know the answer at a certain point, but we're not always ready to admit the answer. And I watched mm. I watched in slow motion as a mom <laughs> somebody go through this outside of power exchange. Because the thing is, is this is not about power exchange. Power exchange can complicate this. Yeah. Especially, and I'm, maybe not especially, I'm speaking as a submissive here. Depending on your power dynamic, if you're in the submissive going through this sort of self-questioning introspection, what am I going to do with this relationship? And how you interact with your partner is tied up in ritual and protocol and respect and how we talk to one another. That can cloud shit. That can make it really hard to go have that hard conversation because you're also trying to, you may be trying to weigh the, okay, I need to, to stay respectful. I need to use the right terms. I need, And sometimes it can feel like maybe you shouldn't say anything at all, which no, please ignore that. Let me be the kinkster friend in your ear and the voice in your head going, fuck that shit, okay? <laughs> there are, there may be ways that you talk to your partner as a submissive that you might not in other situations, a certain amount of respect, a certain tone you use, but the, the ability to say what is on your mind should always be there. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how to do that because you never discussed how these things would come up, have the discussion about how you're gonna have these conversations because there has to be room for this. Because even in a relationship that will survive this, whatever's going on with you right now, and you go through all these questions and you say, no, I want this to work. I I see something here. Hopefully they see it too and will work with me on this. There still has to be a mechanism for you saying the thing that's on your mind that maybe your dominant partner doesn't wanna hear, but they fucking need (laughs) to hear. And quite frankly, be very careful of a dominant partner who doesn't want to hear criticism and things that 
um, critique and things that might not be right. If all they want to hear is about how fucking great they are, red flag, red flag, red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if, yeah. if they don't have enough humility to be able to admit that they can do wrong or they think they're doing everything right and maybe they are doing everything, quote, right on paper, but it's not working for you, they need to be able to hear that. Dead, stop, done, nothing after mm-hmm. that. And then you can switch out words. Subs need to hear that too, right? Submissives need to be able to hear that too. And that's a skill. It's hard to take criticism. I fucking hate criticism. I don't read reviews, y'all. I don't like criticism. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I like my mental health better than I like reading reviews. I don't know how to tell you. But (laughs) in things that are this important, the the health of our relationship, I'm going to listen to criticism. I'm not going to like it. I might cry. I might fight back. I might go, you're wrong and you're a poopy head and I don't like you right now. I might. Okay? That might happen. (laughs) Might. Look, the poopy head stays in my head. I don't say it out loud. <laughs> Facial expression says it all, but I don't actually say it. That might happen, but I'm, I need to hear it. Because if we can't have these conversations, this relationship is going nowhere. Simple as that. And that's another thing to, to consider. You've, you've answered all these questions for yourself. And maybe your solution is, okay, I've got to have this conversation with my partner. we got to talk about it. Well, sometimes the an- it's answered for you when they won't even let you talk about it. Like, no, nobody is so fucking mm-hmm. perfect that there's not something they can improve. It's just impossible. And if you have, and I did this, I think I think many of us do this, if you have had the misfortune of propping your partner up on a pedestal, there's only one place they're going from there. Down. The, the partner with a certain amount of humility and understanding and maybe experience, you know, in these relationships or just in the world is going to be like, please don't put me on a pedestal. I, I did <laughs> that with you when we first met. I was like, you know, because I've had that happen before, you know, please do not put me on a pedestal because when push comes to shove, I am human. I am going to make a mistake mm-hmm. and in, in, it inevitably will happen mm-hmm. and I will come tumbling off that pedestal. Mm-hmm. And it won't be pretty. And you know what's funny? You said all that. I did it anyway because mm-hmm. it happens. You did tumble off that pedestal. Mm-hmm. Now, what helped is I think you knew because I, I, we were on the phone when it happened, but then you had to come home and look at me. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Um, and I want to say that once things calmed down, you looked at me and kind of went, I told you not to put me on the pedestal. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that did help because the a lot of the disappointment I felt there was disappointment over what happened and we dealt with that and you apologized and blah, we moved on but then there was disappointment in myself because we do this other thing of but shouldn't I know better what the fuck does that even mean okay mm-hmm. there is so much that goes into deciding that this person might be your person and, and building a relationship with somebody. There's so many things that, I mean, on paper, should you know better? Maybe, but who the fuck does? Mm-hmm. You know, I, the, the people I have come across in my life who seem to always know better and they get the fuck out the moment things seem shady are sadly people who have gone through it often enough <laughs> that they, they, it's not mm-hmm. that they were they came into the world just knowing how to never get into a bad relationship. It's that they survived enough bad relationships that they hit a point and they went, well, I'm not fucking doing this shit again. And I think we all have to go through that. I um, can honestly say I've only had a few relationships, like long-term real relationships in my life because I am one, of, I try to be one of those ride or die kind of people. I met a dude, was married to him three years later, 
took another nine or 10 years to dump his ass when I should have dumped him before we ever got married. Like I can look back and go, Jesus, I take a while to learn a lesson, don't I? And it goes back to where I say, we sometimes gaslight ourselves. This, I mean, our partners might be gaslighting us too, but I'm over here going, was it really that bad? I'm sure what he really meant was, and those years taught me some lessons that I'm not, I'm not impervious to that. I could get entangled in that again, not mm -hmm. in that way, certainly not in a vanilla relationship. Um, you're not going anywhere. We're going out of this life like Thelma and Louise, so it's fine. <laughs> when I'm 100 and you're 118, I've already decided. But I, the nice thing is I know that if I got into, because we're open, in an open relationship, we're non-monogamous, if I somehow, well, literally a miracle, got into another relationship, a secondary relationship, I could get lost in myself. Now, it's kind of nice that the, the best friend I have who will call me on my shit also happens to be my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you'd be like, uh, are you, we just gonna ignore the color guard parade of red flags running right. through the house? Like I could see that, but yeah. I'm not, I mean, it, it can happen to any one of us because part of what we bring to relationships is our expectations, our desires, our needs, the parts of us that are feeling unfulfilled that we hope a partner can bring into this for us. And yeah. that's a lot of emotion that can mm -hmm. easily get clouded by our own damn good sense where we're like, now under normal circumstances, I would never be okay with that. So that's why these, these when you're having this doubt and you're having this moment of, is this relationship, should I be ending this relationship? What should I be doing about this relationship? Start asking yourself some of these questions and right. really, and be honest with yourself. I think that's the hardest part too. Be honest with yourself. Because if you can't be honest with yourself, who can yeah. you be honest with? You and, should be the one person you can be honest with. And you know, something I just want to bring up because I saw it uh, mentioned in the chat, and you, you kind of mentioned it too. You know, in a DS relationship, it's often talked about the growth of the sub. Yes. Okay? Which is all well and good. Mm -hmm. But... It is a mutual growth. It should be a mutual growth. Um, I've often said this to her. Criticism is not a bad thing. Mm -mm. It's how you present it. Mm -hmm. That's why there's a call, you know, there's a thing called constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And, you know, presenting something in the correct light um, you know, both sides need to learn, need to grow, you know, and, and I'm not just saying this for DS, this goes just for a regular relationship, mm -hmm. all right? Both sides of that, because, you know, you don't just grow as, as a, as a um, DS couple, but you also grow as a couple. And as individual people. Yeah, as individual Making people. Your way through life. So, you know, you need to be open to criticism you know, telling somebody they're a poopy head, well, you know, that, that may not get much, it you know. It feels good in the moment, is it all may, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> sitting down and, and having a conversation and a, a, a rational conversation, you know, one should be open to things. You know, it, it's, it's, it's healthy, you know, it's funny, it goes back to something that it, we used to talk about, and it's a, the joke that we have about how to load the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've yeah. mentioned something like this in some mm -hmm. recent We have in the past, yeah. But there's more than one way to solve a problem. There's more than one way to get to 
a an outcome you both want. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, yes, being able to accept criticism and being able to have these hard conversations and sit down and really listen to the other person about how, what they need, how they feel about this. I sometimes find typically in relationships that either are going to be okay once you get through the moment or can end amicably where maybe you can maybe be friends afterwards. I've never been a friend with an ex. I don't, it just never, once I'm done, I'm done. So it's fine. You can go now. But (laughs) some people can be friends with exes and that's wonderful. But the, this is when I've seen it. It's when you can both take the criticism, you can try different ways. And what you find is when you sit down and go, I don't think this is working. The other person's like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I've been having doubts too. And you realize you're not alone because you're both seeing the problem. And that means the problem isn't necessarily about you as individuals. There's something just not working here. And again, sometimes that means you can work through it because you're both like aware of something's not right. Or you can part in a, a good way, mm-hmm. in a healthier way, and and not feel so... I don't use this word lightly, but don't feel so traumatized by the end of this relationship. It's still sad, but you're like, okay, look at us, like being mature fucking adults, doing the thing that was right for both of us. So that's another reason to have these conversations and be open to criticism because mm-hmm. then you can both say to the other, yeah, that, no, something's been off for us for a while. Yeah, and We are in no danger of going anywhere. Thelma and fucking Louise, but... And if you don't know, go watch the movie. It's from the 80s. Brad Pitt was fine in that movie. Anyway. Um, but we still have that ability. When we sit down to talk about a problem, even if we had not talked about the fact that there was a problem, one of us is bringing it to the other in this moment, we can both go, yeah, I knew something was off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, no, that right. wasn't. that. And so, you know, that that's all part of it. That's all part of being willing to be honest with yourself about what's happening in your relationship. Uh, no, minimize the delusions of grandeur and how great you are or your partner is, depending mm-hmm. on how that's going. And to be able to be willing to sit down and, and, and take the criticism and take the critique of, this isn't going right and here's here's where I think that's happening and here's what I think you're not doing. Also, here's what I think I'm not doing. It takes two here, y'all. Um, one of the, it's sort of, trite at this point because I think I've heard it about a million times but I do sort of keep this in mind is there's three sides to every story there's your side there's my side and somewhere in the middle is the truth truth. because it's a combination of both of our perceptions of what actually Mm -hmm. happened because Mm -hmm. it's not a thing that it's not just the thing that happened to you it's how you perceive the thing that happened to you and how you react to the thing that happened to you and how you feel about the thing that happened to you. And so all of that goes into these conversations and all of that goes into the decision-making process. Um, So, yeah, I will, I don't have anything more to add to these. I wanna do a recap of the questions real quick, which I will put in the show notes and in the description box on YouTube for anybody to reference back, but I'm gonna. Okay. Is there anything else you wanna add to that? Okay, so these are the questions. Uh, one, how do you feel? You, your feelings mm-hmm. are valid. F- try and figure those out. Uh, are you feeling fulfilled? Are you getting what you need within your power exchange or kink? That is valid. Think about it. It's mm-hmm. also a good time to kind of think through what do I want as a kinkster in a power exchange relationship? Like, what am I looking for? Um, have you had the conversations for the change that might be needed? Mm-hmm. If you've had those conversations, have changes taken place? Okay. 
uh, what do you want? Not, how, not just about how you feel, not just about what you need, not just about what you think you're supposed to want because something you read somewhere on the internet said this was the right, what the fuck do you want? Mm -hmm. And I did this in reverse order, sorry, but then also are, are they waving a bunch of red flags? Yeah. And, uh, and what are we gonna do about it? Um, and then you can add into the mix some things we added on, like, can they take criticism? Are they willing to talk to me about this? Uh, did I put them on a pedestal? Because, ooh, that can fuck things up in a heartbeat. Um, and yes, as somebody said in the live stream chat, uh, they agree with me. Sometimes a well-placed poopy head <laughs> can start the hard conversation. Look, I am not trying to get uh, the S-types of the world in trouble. I'm saying I say it in my head, okay? I keep it I keep it internal, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I allow myself to think it. Um, so... That I think probably does not touch on everything because mm -hmm. it's impossible to do. Sure. Um, I do think there could be more questions somebody might want to ask themselves. If you um, have had some, a similar process of where you just do a lot of uh, introspection and, and thinking through things, um, and there are other things you think about that maybe we didn't mention, feel free to mm -hmm. share them. Um, comment section of YouTube, shout it out on uh, social medias, stuff like that. Um, because there's a lot of ways to process this, but we get asked the question all the time. I, I get like a paragraph, sometimes more, of the situation, and then ultimately the question is either, what do you think I should do? Or do you think this relationship is is should stay this way? Or should I break up with them or whatever? And it's the ultimately the question is, should this relationship end? Nobody can answer that for you but you and your partner. Um, but I think it's always, often, I won't say always, it's often, more more about getting in touch with how we are feeling and what we're thinking yeah. than anything else. Um, mm -hmm. All of that to say that in unsafe, abusive <laughs> situations, all of this goes out the fucking window. You get your ass out the moment you can get your ass out safely. But if you need to use these questions to kind of see the situation for what it is, then maybe that maybe that's helpful too. Hmm. So... <laughs> hmm. Um... I'm getting suggestions in the live stream chat now about our emoji of the week. Yeah. And we'll discuss that in the bonus section. Uh, I'm done if you're done. If you want right. to add any, if we want to move. No. no? Any, so yeah. What? What are words? Fuck, I don't know. So are we good? I don't know. This is, <laughs> this is a new level of chaos for us. I blame the thunderstorm. Yeah. Hey, you know. This time it wasn't me. It was the thunderstorm. Yeah. Next time it'll be me. All right. So okay. are we good? Yeah, I guess so. All right. Keep, Keep it kinky, y'all. I will see you next week. Daddy. Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets? You've been talking to the crickets for the last uh, 58 minutes, 33 seconds. I know. And then there's a gap of where I was not talking to anybody but you and we were sniping at one another because the internet wasn't working. But we were still streaming, which was no, actually... No, you were sniping at me. I a was... brilliant decision to not end the streaming because I think that's right. what let us come back. I just called you brilliant. Can you just take the compliment, please? May I please talk to the crickets? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you don't know what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh my god oh my god 
If I am that, then you are Mrs. Poopyhead. Yes, I am. I am a proud <laughs> Mrs. Poopyhead. I take great pride in being a poopyhead sometimes. <laughs> Go ahead. Talk to the crickets. Thank you. Okay, so I believe I believe there's going to be an emoji of the week, and it is definitely going to be the poop emoji. <laughs> Look, the poop emoji is literally a poopy head. It is a pile of shit with eyeballs, okay, <laughs> and a mouth. It is literally a poopy head. Um, I do remember the first time I saw that particular emoji, and I think, I think it was my mom too. Neither of us, like our brains would not allow us to say, well, yes, that is a pile of shit. So we went, is that chocolate ice cream? It's chocolate ice cream. <laughs> uh, I did feel better when because it made more sense. Like my brain went, yes, that makes sense. When I was like, no, that's actually the shit emoji. Um, but yeah, I had that. I, like I couldn't let myself believe that no, really there's a pile of poop as an emoji. But then it, I, the cognitive dissonance was too strong. And so once I finally like reconciled my fact and no, really that is, that is what that is. I went, okay, okay. Cognitive dissonance moment is over. The brain is like functioning like it should. Okay, life is good. Um, <laughs> <sighs> okay, so just to catch everybody up to speed, in the middle of all of this, the power flickered during a big thunderstorm. We paused the podcast recording, did not turn off the stream, but didn't have internet. <laughs> and then had to get back. And then we sniped at one another. You snipe back, you know. You don't snipe until I snipe unless you're in a bad mood, but you always snipe back. Always. You give as good as you get. I sometimes snipe back and sometimes the baby girl in me just starts to cry. <laughs> so. I take you. Look, I'm pretty sure I'd already demonetized the YouTube live stream well before we flooded the stream with poop emojis. <laughs> um, so. Uh, what do we have for bonus section stuff? Hmm. Lola uh, snored her way through four podcast recordings, the minute mini podcast episodes that come yes, out on Tuesdays. Yes, we record them, we batch them, we record several at a time, mm -hmm. and she snored through the entirety of all four. Of all four, and part of the video. Yes, and then the thunder came in in the video too. I think mm -hmm. the, end of the, the rain. Rain. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. just rain, but it was a very heavy rain at that time. Yeah. So yeah. uh, Lola's living her best life. Mm -hmm. um, she is sacked out on the love seat, just ignoring the fuck out of all of us. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's much better than her, especially I love it when she comes up and sits next to us and wants attention while we're recording. It's also nerve wracking because under the small table we use is the computer we use and all the cords. And it's like, I love you, but you're massive. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the cats are, yes, we're turning on the fan. That's what the hum is. Cause even though the rain arrived, it is still kind of warm in here. Uh, the cats, um, don't, they don't know from moment to moment. They don't know who they hate and who they love. Yeah. Uh, Onyx aggressively wants to be petted when she wants to be petted, which I love, except when it's about 3am and then I'm like, fuck, I don't want to pet you. <laughs> Could you go away? Um, right. Ella is still... Damn, girl, she is still trying to steal people's food. Not people. But on Onyx and Lola people. Trying to steal their food like a 
dumbass. I'm like, first of all, Onyx will whoop your ass. Mm-hmm. Second of all, Lola will bite your damn head off. What are you doing? What are you doing? I actually give Ella more treats during the day than Onyx because Onyx isn't food motivated. She, no. She wants a treat when she wants a treat, but she does, she's not asking for them. And so sometimes I'll slip Ella a treat or two when Lola's getting something and I won't go searching for Onyx and it still doesn't help. Nope. But she does meow a lot less now that we institute treats. So yeah. yeah. there's that. Um, but yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> the, the fur babies are good. Um, what else? We were supposed to play on Saturday and we didn't. Yeah, we didn't. You didn't feel good. We had no. a moment where we were not vibing with one another yeah. the way we normally do. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't feel good. And then the next day I didn't feel good. Well, I, so we I kind of, I, I kind of knew that was coming for me. Um, we had gone out for a little lunch and I did something I haven't done in quite a while. I ate carbs. You didn't just eat, like, you ate like, you ate the good stuff. Yeah. The good greasy stuff. It was mm-hmm. delicious. No regrets, but the body went. The, the body went, what are you doing to me? We this, don't do we this We don't anymore. do this, yeah. She doesn't yeah. go here. What are, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so. Uh, yeah, that, that kind of. I, I knew it was going to come back to haunt me, and I did it, went into it eyes wide open, but I didn't expect it to be as bad and as harsh as it was. Yeah, and you just went to bed and stayed there. Pretty much. And then the next day, I went to bed and stayed there. I just stayed in bed. I just didn't get yeah. out. I was like, I don't know. I, I did yeah. get up to take a shower, and then I laid back. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Not prior, because I was sick. Now, prior to that, we, we had a nice day. We went um, early to... Um, the local downtown market mm-hmm. and we uh we we did uh get some nice produce mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me and uh got to um pick out some some birthday yes. gifts for family that's coming up yes which was nice because that's done I have to buy mm-hmm. the stuff to wrap one person's gifts right it's done so you know, it was it was a nice, and then we went to uh, Starbucks I, I, for coffee. Gosh, I know. I, can't. I I I can fill in your words when I'm in the conversation with you, but no, I didn't know. Yeah. No, we. Uh, that's where everything went to shit, because uh, two strong-headed people are running a business together, <laughs> and we both think that our way is the way. And you know what's funny? We compromise better in our relationship than we do in business. Have you noticed that? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Middle of Starbucks. I got teary-eyed. He gave me the Dom look. <laughs> I was like, I don't... Well, you know, we the thing here? The thing after I, I realized this, mm-hmm. and I haven't said anything to you, so I'm, I'm going to admit this in front of the public here. Okay. All right. Um, as, as you know, this this... Sweet little baby girl right Wonderful here. Wonderful human being. Yeah. I don't know. Like, so yeah. I'll let other people decide. <laughs> um, you know, as, as you know from her rants. I need to um, trademark those. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she can get pretty intense. I don't know what you mean by that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and early on intense. in the relationship, 
um, I actually had to come up with a safe word for me. Because <laughs> look, when I I'm the, the analogy, metaphor, simile, whatever, it's a dog with a bone. Okay, and I want right. all the fuck on right. that bone. I've got an idea. I've got a point. I want to get something done. I'm going to push and push and push and push until you literally run out of the room screaming because you can't take it anymore. Yeah. And that kind of intense. Yeah. And in all honesty, it had been a long while since she has gotten like that. With you? With, well, with me, yes. Yes, with me. I like that with, with myself all the time. And and she didn't just go down that rabbit hole. She she jumped in head first without even looking. I wanted fucking answers. Yeah. <laughs> And because it had been so long, I forgot about safe word, but that's what I needed to do in that conversation was safe word out. Well, and part of it is it got to a point where what, and this happens in so many conversations and so in so many situations, we weren't talking at cross purposes. I was going down a train of thought and I knew what I meant and what you were taking in for me was a completely different train of thought. You thought I was talking about something else. And so... I was re reacting to the, why is he not just talking to me about this thing? Mm -hmm. And you were responding, why is she asking me about this thing I can't answer? But we weren't even like, we were parallel. Yeah. But we were on completely different trains of thought. <laughs> and so we cr somehow we still managed to crash into one another because you jerked the wheel and came crashing in to stop me because your feelings were hurt because you thought I was demanding something that you couldn't give or that I was criticizing. And I was like, no, I'm trying to make a to-do list. Can you just help me make a to-do list? And then we had to drop the whole conversation and we had to sit in stony silence in the Starbucks as all the, like, kids who play baseball or whatever were coming in and getting their like frappuccinos with their very tired looking moms. And we're like sitting uncomfortable. We're not leaving for whatever reason. We weren't just <laughs> leaving. And then I took like a five minute breather of just like staring at one another in stony silence, both thinking you're a fucking poopy head. And <laughs> don't deny it. I know what you were thinking. Um, and then we tentatively got back into the discussion but completely avoided that part of the discussion and have never gone back to that part of the discussion and I'm still unsatisfied because I'm just trying to make a to-do list. I make no apologies for being intense. Intense people get shit done, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm here to get shit done. Make me less intense and none of this that is happening right now exists. Hmm. Okay. So if you hate this, then you have to blame me. <laughs> you have to wish I was less intense. If you enjoy this, celebrate the intensity. Encur no, well, maybe don't encourage it. It's not always good for my mental health, but you know. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so we, we had a moment <laughs> in a Starbucks. <laughs> and then, and here's the thing. I knew you didn't feel good, but later hours later when you told me but we came home and you basically you didn't go right to bed you went to your computer and you kind of stayed there and i knew it was us taking a breather from one another mm -hmm. but then you fell asleep at your desk yes. sitting straight up and then you like randomly went to bed and then you went to bed early and even though you said like right before you went to actual bed that it's because you didn't feel good i'd already internalized all of that to be part of our argument from earlier <laughs> 
outside intense. Um, so yeah, mm. that's that's us yeah. right now. Um, I think that's it though. I don't feel like mm. I have anything. No. Anything? Oh Lord, Silent Wing is um, encouraging the intensity. So I will say this, and, so, uh, yeah, so that podcast listeners can hear this too. Um, I'm waiting for somebody to talk me down, and nobody has yet. I kind of talked myself down, so it might be okay. But <laughs> Silent Wing says the public that would be all uh, wants my intensity channeled into a gaming stream. So I had an idea, and I put it out some uh, yeah. disc our Patreon Discord, and begged people to talk me out of it, and nobody fucking talked me out of it. Not even JB. Uh, what if we were over on Twitch streaming, um, playing video games, or I play them badly because I suck. Um, I'm not a gaming person. I I would be me. I would be me. Just think about what that means. Um, and maybe we also talk about relationships over there too, but yeah. Um, it more for me thinking about playing by myself to just talking to the camera to the two of us playing together yeah. and it being whatever this is, but in gaming stream format um so yeah i don't know and then i went down a rabbit hole of how do you do twitch properly and got overwhelmed so <laughs> it's like mm, mm. um yeah so I, i'm gonna i'll put it out there to the podcast yeah. listeners because yeah, yeah and i've i've been i've gone down a, a a game rabbit hole but i've been doing like some old like like reminiscing games. So, just because context is everything. What do you mean when you say old? Like what time frame? Um, early two thousands. Oh wow! I mean, I know there were games before two thousands, <laughs> but yeah, that is okay. That's like almost twenty years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know stuff like um, I, I mentioned the one game Bioshock, uh, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, mm. Enemy Territory. Um, Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> wow. Why don't you just play the duck shooting game from Nintendo while you're at it? <sighs> well, you know, I, when, when she brought up the thing about the, uh, the game stream, I, I said, well, you know, um, I know this game, it's called Left 4 Dead 2, and it, it's cooperative, we could play together. And then you said... Then you said. Said what? I said, well, what, what, what kind of game is it? And yeah. then you said. Uh, zombies. Nope. <laughs> Look, I am stressed out in my everyday real life. I am anxious enough as just a human walking this earth. If I go down this path, and I'm still not convinced yet, I will. The one thing I'm not fucking doing is playing anything that stresses me out. I don't want to shoot nothing. I don't want to kill or be killed. I no, 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 no. I can stress myself out by my damn self. Please don't anybody help me. So, no. Which is why I don't think you're gonna want to play with me because I'll probably want to play. I'll probably like want to play some weird thing and you'd be like, "What are we doing here? We're just walking in circles because we can or something." I don't know. Like, I just want to vibe out here with, you know, I don't know, whatever you play. Somebody mentioned Pong. That was the very first game system I ever had. I play, mm. all you could do is just the, the paddles. Mm. Yeah. So. A little ball went boop, boop. Yeah, boop that never moved fast screen. enough for me. I didn't get to play it when it first, like, was a thing, obviously. But uh, as I saw it when I was older, I was like, this is moving too slow. Um, 
I think sometimes I dream uh, Mario's theme song. I'm not going to do it. Nobody wants me to sing. Because uh, our first gaming system was the first Nintendo, like the first mm, commercially like, okay. po- right. popular Nintendo. I can't All remember right. which one it was. And we had the duck shooter game. Mm. And then, yeah, we had, Super, was it Super Mario Brothers or Mario Brothers? Like, whatever the fuck it was called, the first one. And we all moved along the couch to the left and then to the right and then up and then down. And we did all that stuff. Um, and my dad and I got really good at it. Like, okay. we would switch between who could be Mario and who could be Luigi. But we got really good at it. My mother does, hates games, hates board games, hates video games. Like, her eyes just glaze the fuck over, which is usually what happens to me. I think what I want is more excuses to talk to people on the internet. I think is all I'm looking for. I'm like, yeah, sure, we'll try gaming. Why the fuck not? Um, I'm afraid that I, my eyes would glaze over in the middle of a game and be like, what the fuck are we doing? Right. <laughs> Why are we doing this? <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, the live stream chat is I have yet to see anybody who's like, no, that I think that's an awful idea. You spend too much time on the internet anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I did. I, I don't even know if you knew that I threw down the gauntlet. Is it throwing down the gauntlet if the other person doesn't even know you've done it? I said, mm. you get us set up and figure out the tech stuff. I can make it look pretty. I know how to do that. Uh, you figure out the tech stuff. I'll show up. So balls in your court. Hmm. Okay. Gauntlet thrown twice and now you know about it. So. Okay. All right. At least now I know about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, X, does everybody want more of us? All I right. always feel like I give way too much. I feel like there are people who are like, please just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there, there's people, there are people, those people do exist. They've already left. They're gone. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, am I having an existential crisis over I'm not as busy as I once was, so clearly I need to fill my time? Am I having delusions of grandeur of, wait, could kinksters become the next Twitch star? <laughs> no. I, it's not could we. It's do we want to. Um, I would keep that mostly kind of PG-13. I'm kind of tired of getting fucking, like, flagged and demonetized and shadow banned. It's tiring. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But. So. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tayshu said, Kayla will play for coffee. Yes, I probably will. Uh, <laughs> I am not. He, so here's a weird thing. And I think this is me showing my age, but maybe not. Maybe I'm just a, I know I'm a weird person. I, one, I've had to cut my caffeine intake because I was not sleeping at night. So I'd have to be careful about that. But two, I can't get, I, every time I'm like, oh, I could drink an energy drink. I've, ch- I've tried a couple of like monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I even tried a bang one time and I was like, oh, the taste isn't awful. And there's a lot of them that are sugar-free and zero carb and I fucking love that. But I'm like, oh no, I don't, I don't think I should do energy drinks. I think that's just entirely too much caffeine. And I know some of them really are. Like I've looked at the content, uh, caffeine content and gone, I don't think I should give this to my teenager. And then I do anyway. But there's a part of me that's like, am I just, am I being an old fuddy-duddy about energy drinks? Do I need to get the fuck over myself? Is it really not that much worse than coffee? Why am I like, oh, I can drink all this coffee. We'll work for coffee, but don't give me an energy drink. Really? Why? What? I think I've internalized these sodas are bad for you and Mm. carbonated drinks are bad for you. Um, And then the energy drinks that I've tasted have been like carbonated or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, there's caffeine and obscene amounts and there's chemicals I can't pronounce and it's carbonated. It's clearly bad for you. But here, I'll give it to my teenager. I mean, some of them do have insane amount of caffeine among other things um you know we did 
try to minimize what he was drinking, you know, couldn't have the worst of the worst as like drinking a pot of coffee in one can, mm -hmm. you know, say, so, you know, I mean, for me, I, I've never been a fan of sodas to begin with. Mm. I'm actually enjoying them less now that I drink less of them. I'm very yeah. sad by that. I drank a, a, a knockoff Sprite Zero the other day and went, this doesn't even taste that good right now. Mm -hmm. I drank my knockoff caffeine-free Diet Coke and I was like, this doesn't taste as good. That was very sad. Hmm. That was very sad. And yes, somebody mentioned, uh, Path Girl mentioned that What's the Safe Word and Evie both have Twitch, do Twitch stream stuff. And I think that's part of where I was like, well, maybe I could do this. Mm. But also I think they enjoy gaming and I'm like, I actually actively have never enjoyed it. So what am I talking about? Well, maybe <sighs> maybe we'll have to kind of go through and see if there's a, a cooperative game that you and I could. Uh, That's calming and relaxing and does not require too much intensity. Cause what, do I really need to be more intense? No. Cause it, be careful. If I get into a game and there's like things to achieve and it's intense, I will have spreadsheets. I will have plans. We will have a to-do list. We have to do these things during this time. Red, 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 exactly. red. Exactly. I don't know how to like, just <laughs> have fun. <laughs> I am. I mean, my idea of fun is to sit quietly by myself and do something by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but also, here we are. Yeah. In my existential crisis. Mm -hmm. So, I think I think that's plenty. I think we're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hope that some of what we talked about in, in, you know, how to figure out if it's time to break up is helpful. I mean, ultimately, mm -hmm. it's... It's a tough, sometimes it's a tough decision. Sometimes it it's not. Sometimes you're like, oh, fuck yeah, we're done. Uh -huh. But when it's a tough decision, it's it's really tough. And whether it's a hard thing to do or not, uh, there's going to be a grieving process of some sort. Um, and that's okay, too. So hopefully <laughs> that was helpful. Um, so, yeah, I think, hmm. it's, I think it's time to be done. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as we know for YouTube subscribers when we're going to do our special extra bonus yep, live yep. stream we will get that information out mm -hmm. and for podcast listeners who try to make the streams when they can we will make sure you know about it too and yeah so that's coming too and then uh, if something wild happens and a twitch channel starts well yeah then we'll let you know anyway okay we're gonna go yep. uh love you guys talk to you later mm -hmm. uh happy to see you all here today yeah thank you for Thanks listening for podcast me. listeners mm -hmm. uh we appreciate you all mm -hmm. bye, bye.